This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast that helps you on your journey of investing. Whether you're an absolute beginner or approaching Warren Buffett status, our aim is to help break down your barriers from beginning to dividend. My name is Ren or Alec. My name is Alec, but people call me Ren is what I should say. And I'm not joined by my equity buddy, Bryce. This is me solo with our latest installment of Ask an Advisor, the series where we get some of Australia's best financial advisors in the studio and we put your questions to them. We know the cost of financial advice is too high. It's unaffordable for a lot of people. And we want to use the platform we've built at Equity Mates to help in our small way. So if you have a question that you want an expert to answer, you can hit us up at ask at equitymates.com or you can jump into the Facebook discussion group and ask us there. The advisor that's joining us today is Dominic Alafasi. He's the founder of Collins House Private Wealth. He's a financial advisor with more than 40 years experience in the industry. No one better to help answer some questions from the Equity Mates community. Before we get to the interview, an important reminder, while Dominic is licensed and while we at Equity Mates are licensed, we're not aware of your personal financial circumstances. The advice that you hear on this show is general only. So make sure you're considering how it applies to you and your specific financial circumstances. And if you do need further help, do reach out for professional advice. With that said, let's get into it. Uh, Here is our latest episode of Ask an Advisor, where I sit down with Dominic Alafasi, the founder of Collins House Private Wealth. Well, Dominic, thanks for joining us today on Equity Mates. My pleasure, Ali. So we love doing these episodes because for so many people in the Equity Mates community, they, they would love the opportunity to speak to a financial advisor, but they don't quite have the money to do it. And so we love the fact that we have this platform and, and we can get great advisors on and you know put, put, out, put the community's questions uh, to you. So um, we, we're- You're doing a bit of a Medicare. There should be a rebate for financial advice. There's a rebate when you speak to your doctor. But with your money, you've got to pay for it yourself. 
I love that. Medicare for financial advice. Now, I've got a lot of good ones, Alex. Yeah, I'm that, old. that is great. Well, maybe you and I uh, start lobbying our local members after this. And, uh... Are you allowed to say SFA on a podcast? That's our chance. You can say you can say whatever you want. <laughs> We've got sweet Fanny Adams. Most governments are broke. They won't want to spend a, a, a cent on anything else that can be used by the public for free. Well, until the governments, you know, pull their finger out and uh, do some, uh, make, change some policy in this space, at least we have people like you uh, giving their time to speak <laughs> to the community, Dominic. So we, we appreciate it. And as we say uh, for every episode, but particularly for episodes like this, while we're licensed here at Equity Mates and while Dominic is a licensed financial advisor, he's not aware of your personal financial circumstances. So any advice, anything that we speak about here is general advice only. It's for education and information purposes only. If you're unsure, if you want further clarification, do seek professional help. Maybe hit up Dominic. We'll uh, include Colin's house uh, contact details uh, so you can you can reach out to his team if you want to speak further. And just on that, Alec, most financial services guides, which is called an FSG, outlines what we can and can't do under the corporations. Also, if anyone's listening out there and they're unsure, download the FSG from the financial advisory firm, have a read of it. It'll outline what they can do and what they can't do. That's until Michelle Levy's changes come through perhaps next year. But at the moment, it is very onerous on the advisor when we speak about anything. Mm. Well, uh, Dominic, we've got five questions from the Equity Mates community today. They've been submitted in the uh, in our Facebook discussion group and via email, ask at equitymates.com if you have a question. Uh, but the first one comes in from Dylan and he asks, what's the best ETF you would recommend to clients for passive investing if they were to choose one ETF for the rest of their lives? Oh, NDQ. Oh, wow. Okay. I assume Dylan's a young person, has got a 10-year time horizon plus, is not risk-averse and will not look at the daily unit prices and soil his pants when things go down <laughs> and sell out. So it's probably one of the oh, – there's a couple of – there's a dozen you could choose, but that's probably, you know, the one of the most aggressive and uh, – likely to give you the highest returns, assuming you're the rational investor. Yeah. So NDQ for people uh, playing along at home is BetaShares NASDAQ 100 ETF, which tracks the uh, top 100 uh, non-financial uh, stocks uh, on the US NASDAQ index. What, what about if someone was a little bit more risk uh, averse? Probably QUAL, Q-U-A-L, which is the Van Eck quality fund, which... Um, looks at, I mean, sometimes the, the terminology varies from company to company and they try to differentiate them themselves by using fancy language. But essentially, there's a filter that tries and binds the, the quality stocks that are available internationally. Yeah, love that. All right, well, two good ETFs for people to go and uh, do their own research there, NDQ and Qual. Now, Dominic, I guess it maybe it's a signal of uh, where a lot of the uh, Equity Mates community are up to in their lives. But these days, we're getting a lot of questions about investing for kids. Yep. And so, we've got a couple of questions uh, on that topic. The first one comes in from Jeremy, and he asks uh, a more general question. So, he wants to know what the options are for investing for his children. They 
each have a reasonable sum in their bank accounts, around 10 grand each, and they're both under 10. So either those lemonade stands are doing really well or uh, (laughs) Jeremy's been helping his kids. But he wants to know what he should do to get them a better return and set them up rather than just sitting it in the bank and getting um, the interest on the savings account. Okay, look, um, we have a vested interest in this next statement. Uh, Collins House Online, which is part of the collinshouse.com website, you can go and visit it there. Mal, who's one of the investors, is a, a friend, I suppose, who I've known for a long, long time. He generally honestly set up accounts for his kids exactly like your question, uh, your person who just asked that question then. And his comments on the website, it's very simple. You invest in um, a diversified low cost fund that can provide various asset allocation mixes. If they're really young, 10 years of age, and they don't need the money for at least 10 years, I'd probably go for the high growth one. But you really need to look at your time horizon. So that's one option investing in a low-cost diversified portfolio of ETFs that's managed by a professional investment committee. The second option is do nothing and get that money and pay off your mortgage parent and then just remember that you've stolen the money from the kids and give them the same rate of return you've made after tax because remember, paying off your mortgage is a riskless rate of return of probably 6% these days and I can't invest your money and get 6% after tax. So I would thieve the money off the kids personally, and I wouldn't invest it in choice or anything else for that matter. But remember, have a covenant between the family members. So well, that money that grandpa gave you for your birthday and your christening and what other, other things you did in your paper round, I don't think you have a paper round at 10, but whatever you did, you're mining a Bitcoin or whatever you've done to generate that money, steal it off them with the intention of repaying it and repay them back with a gift down the track. That's a second option. It's the most tax effective and every fund manager in Australia will want to punch me on the nose uh, (laughs) because there's no business for them, but that's what you should do. And the third option is to use uh, Futurity, which is an education fund. That's assuming you want a fund for education or generation life if you just want to generally use a bond, which is a tax paid investment. So there are three strategies. Invest in the market, Rape and pillage your kids' bank accounts, but promise to pay it back with a gift equal to the 6% or probably 10% rate of return you've saved or invest in a tax-paid bond. Yes, yeah, so I, I hadn't heard of Futurity. I just Googled it when, when you said it there. So for people who are looking at the exorbitant cost of private school fees and trying to figure out how they should manage that, what are these education bonds? Okay, well, assuming that's assuming you, you don't want to help your child buy a home. It depends on what you want to do. If you want to help them get into the property market, you'd use plan A or plan B. If you want to specifically just fund for education, it's a tax paid bond. So it's a a friendly society or life insurance company that's got a pooled fund of assets. You buy into it. It pays tax at around 25 cents in the dollar, sometimes less. And the beauty of the futurity one is when you take the money out, if you take out $1,000 down the track, and 900 is your capital and a thousand and a hundred dollars is the profits after tax you've earned you get it almost like a franking credit paid to you so you end up taking out you get an extra 390 dollars or 350 dollars depending on the tax rate so it's very very tax effective it's specific for education if you then change your mind and don't want to use it for education you can use it for just a general tax paid bond and we could spend an hour on the old traditional life insurance tax paid bonds, but we won't do that now. Yeah, fascinating. 
So there was a question in our Facebook group that was also on the, you know, investing for kids. And I guess it was less about the what you invest in and more the how you set it up because there are so many questions around, you know, there's all these brokers and platforms that let you open kids' accounts now. But then if you're using the parent's tax file number and then you're paying distribution, you're paying at the parent's tax rate. Basically, I'm just going to ask you a general question, how, um, and particularly around the tax um, treatment of investing for your kids. Um, If you set up a trust and you hold the funds on behalf of another person, namely a minor, and the trustee distributes that to the minor, then the first $416 is not taxable, of taxable income. So if you find a fund that produces unrealised capital gains, then you're not going to have much of a problem. But technically, someone has to pay the tax along the way. You can transfer it to the the minor when they become an adult at age 18 and there's no CGT implications. And the question is whether or not you actually go to the trouble of setting up a real trust or you just have a trust written down on a piece of paper in the in the lounge room. And you know, I don't think the tax office is going to sting you if you use the latter and you don't get a formal one drawn up. But if your intention is to set aside funds for the benefit of another person and you act as trustee, put your tax file number down to pay any tax over the $416 unearned income of minors, then I think you'll be right. The bonds, on the other hand, take all that away from you. You don't have to do any of that. It's um, much, much simpler. So that's a tick for bonds. But you do pay tax at the average of 25 cents in the dollar and you may, depending on your circumstances, pay tax at less than 25 cents in the dollar if you do it through like a, a, a like we do with the Collins House Online or Choice Portfolios or a broker account. Depends on your personal circumstances. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hold up. 
So something you, that you, you mentioned there that you transfer, you can transfer the shares to your kids when they turn 18 without triggering a capital gains tax event. I, I, I didn't realise that. Because not, they're not really yours. You're, you're holding them in trust for someone else and they're not, you don't have a beneficial interest in them. Therefore, there's no change in beneficial ownership. Right. So, so to be clear, it's only if you've set up the trust uh, either formally yep. or on the back of the napkin. If, if you just own shares and then you decide you're going to transfer them to your kids when you're 18, that, that doesn't count. Cowabunga. <laughs> now, this question in the Facebook group mentioned a vehicle called a bear trust. Is, is, that a, is that a particular type of trust parents should know about? A bear trust is a trust that just does one thing, doesn't have any other discretion. So it's, it's ideal for these circumstances. So yes, you could use a bear trust. Okay, great. Well, I think uh, we've we've covered the investing for kids stuff well enough. I'm sure, as, as is always the case with this stuff, you answer one question and two come back. So if people do want to get more into this, ask at equitymates.com or the Facebook discussion group or um, Colin's house and you can... Uh, reach out and speak to a professional there. But Dom, the next question we've got comes in from Brad, uh, also via email. So he's uh, studying an undergrad in uh, paramedicine and loves learning. And so doesn't have any formal training, uh, you know, didn't study finance or anything like that, but, but wants to keep learning. His goal is to pay off his mortgage and be financially free. I mean, isn't that all of our goals? But he wants to know, is there a particular uh, further study that he could do, uh, you know, either formally a diploma or an advanced diploma or informally, um, you know, online courses or something that he could keep studying and and advance his investing journey? Mm. Look, I'd probably save his money. If he wants to pay out his home loan, don't spend any money on the course. Just do it, (laughs) number one. You can get some great – look, there's a couple of – good books you can buy there's the warren the warren buffett 10 golden principles which are brilliant that's a great book to read uh, there's a good article from cornell university myopic glossary version it helps people understand why human beings make stupid mistakes when investing they're always short-sighted they're looking at short so they should be long-sighted when you're investing for long-term assets I wrote a book a few years ago called grow manage and protect your wealth i wouldn't do a course to pay out your loan i'd save the money and um, adopt a, a disciplined approach to paying more into your mortgage each month that you can afford and just stick to that. Yeah, love that. We'll include the links to the article and the books uh, in our show notes if people want to um, find out more. The next question comes in from uh, Niall. So he's done pretty well for himself over the past few years. He's had some very healthy returns on Tesla and NVIDIA. And the question now becomes, uh, should he let them ride or take profits? And I'm not going to ask you to uh, give us the analysis on those two particular stocks, but his question is just more general. You know, He makes the note that most investors want to know how to buy individual stocks. Most financial media is talking about buying stocks. Uh, but he wants to know, how do you know when to sell, when you should yeah. take some profits off the table, when you should take them all off the table? How do you actually think about the other end of the investing journey, which is selling? Good question. Three three parts to my answer. Why did he buy the stocks in the first place? What was his objective? He needs to look back at that. If it's just simply to make money, well, he's achieved his objective. Uh, NVIDIA is my favourite stock in the world, just about. Being an old gamey, I'm glad to see all those motherboards I spent money on have made them lots of, <laughs> lots of profits down the track. So what was your objective? If you've achieved your objective, then sell out. That's the whole lot. 
if you've if you've achieved your objective. Most people will keep some money in there and perhaps keep half. Um, the other question is, do you, do you have a diversified portfolio? Because if you don't, you're taking a huge amount of risk. If these are the only two stocks you've got, well, you're a non. Doesn't matter how much money you've made, could you could you could have easily invested in two duds and lost your shirt. So if you don't have if you don't adopt diversification, you're an absolute non. And I have seen, I can just if I've got a minute, people who've got you know it doesn't matter how old you are, in this case retirees with all their money in one particular fund they see an ad on TV, six percent. They go, you've got to be joking. Like that fund may. You should have maybe five or ten percent of your money in there, not a hundred percent. So in this case, if you've got fifty and fifty, diversify. And the third thing is your tax situation. If you're making this money and you've now got the opportunity to sell out, take a gain, pay the capital gains tax, and you've got a mortgage, I would sink that money straight into the mortgage because the riskless rate of return is almost double what the interest rate is. And you can't invest with zero risk anything in anything other than your family home mortgage now you've you've mentioned mortgages a couple of times and i think uh while we've got you it's worth just asking a question or two on housing because it is is front of mind for so many people um there's obviously been a lot spoken about the mortgage cliff and you know people rolling off fixed rates and and going to variable rates and i'm sure clients that you're speaking to are sort of facing into this What's your advice for people in the equity mates community that are uh, looking at, you know, doubling uh, their interest rates in the, the coming few months? It's a bit like you're on a nice cruise. Everything's beautiful. The sun's shining. Five minutes later, there are dark clouds. The ocean starts to swell. You just have to buckle down and ride through it unless you want to jump overboard and have the... Uh, increase the, the potential of dying. So um, you don't want to jump into the, you don't want to abandon ship. You've got your ship, you've spent money on it, knuckle down, stop buying Netflix, stop playing bloody um, whatever the games are people play, stop using Uber, stop using Uber Eats, be really frugal and ride through the storm because when you get to the other side of this storm, you'll be laughing. All the people who have, because markets, whether they be financial markets, property markets, it's it's a, a transfer of wealth from the impatient to the patient. So if you can get through this, you'll be one of the ones that's been patient and hasn't sold at the worst possible time. Mm, mm. Yeah, you think this would be a bad time to sell? Is that... Ah, I'd be buying more if you had it. If you had the capacity to buy more, I'd be buying more in this market because they'll and this it's really, um, I suppose, opportunistic. But there'll be Distressed sales coming along. Now, whether there's a willing seller, the person has no choice, they're not willing, they're a forced seller, um, and there's a willing buyer, that's just life. So whether it's um, your, your um, push bike that you have to sell, you don't really want to sell it, you love it, but you can't afford the next interest repayment, so you might have to walk a bit more. That's bad, but it's good for the person who bought your carbon fibre bike for $1,000 off what you paid for it a year ago. So that's just life. But at least you've got that $4,000 you've got out of the deal goes towards saving your ship, mm. keeping your house afloat. It's a horrible situation to be in. It is, it is. It's a, it's a funny dichotomy that we're sort of seeing in the equity community. And I'm sure you're seeing it as well because 
on one half people are in houses and they're struggling with mortgages and then the other half of people aren't in houses and Sasha and I are in this bucket and you know we we're struggling to get into mortgages and it just seems the one universal thing is that everyone is struggling with housing one way or another. And the dumbest thing the government's doing, and I love migration, don't get me wrong, but at this point in time, what are they doing? Flooding the country with hardworking, good migrants, and good luck to them, I have nothing against them, but that's going to increase not only the demand for housing, but rental as well. So, And then they've increased landlord's costs by, by land tax increasing. Phenomenal. Some of the clients, elderly clients that I have, good hard-working people, haven't dodged a tax bill in their lives, just have worked hard. Some of them are having to sell their properties because the cost of maintaining them with the increase in requirements for leaseholds to be more in favour of the tenant, which is, I suppose, a good thing in the long run. But the timing of all of these things is utterly ridiculous and they're putting all of the pressure on the landowners to sell because they can't afford the increase in government taxes. And we all know that all federal governments uh, around the world just about uh, and state governments, especially in Australia, are bankrupt. And there's only one thing in life that's guaranteed, taxes will go up. There's just no doubt. So if you have, my closing line on this is, if you're facing a capital gains tax, pay it now because I can guarantee you it'll be a higher rate down the track and whilst you're holding that asset the holding costs are only going to get higher and higher so bite the bullet if you've got gangrene in your foot chop it off because you'll lose your whole leg in a couple of years time aren't i terrible (laughs) you get skeptical when you when you're approaching 65 yeah you've seen it all well that's the thing i mean yeah you've seen you've lived through market cycles and you've successive governments and um you know that's that's a perspective that we appreciate you know being able to put our questions to someone who's sort of seen it all and advised. I wouldn't even guess how many people you've advised over the 40 years you've been an advisor. Probably seen about 8,000, I think. I think that's about right. It's quite a lot. I had to give a, a summary to somebody a while ago, and I think it was eight to 10,000 I've, I've spoken to at least. So there you go. Wow. Well, Dominic, we appreciate you taking the time. If people want to uh, find out uh, more about Dominic and uh, the, the the work that you're doing at Collins House Private Wealth, uh, is the best place to go your website? Well, yeah, I'll just explain. We've got two services. If they've got a small amount of money to invest and they're looking for a good home for it with six different model portfolios, and I'll say our, I'm very proud of our ESG balance portfolios return 10 two three percent for the last 12 months which is outstanding you can buy that directly there's no in or out costs and you just buy to collins house online there's lots of information but you must read the pds before you invest if you want to have a chat to me i'm happy to give people a free consultation through our telefinance link Tele- go online to collinshouse.com again you can click on the appointment but it's really for people who need finance, personal advice and want to pay for it down the track. I'm happy to chat to them. It's going you know, be a three-minute conversation. If you've got no money and you want me to work out how to walk on water, I'm sorry, uh, I can't. And, uh, and that'll be the end of the conversation. But if, if you have a genuine need, it might be you know, potential inheritance or you have a family law issue or you might have, you might be a, a, a self-directed uh, client. We get lots of these where they get a bit 
sick and tired of doing it themselves or they may be a bit elderly or unwell and they need someone to sort of be the safety net or hold their hand uh, for the particular period in the cycle they're in, we're happy to help. Yeah, love that. Well, uh, Dominic, we appreciate your time. Uh, Good luck with everything and uh, I'm sure we'll speak again at some point. Thanks, Alec, and good luck to you guys. Nice meeting you. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697.